Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kierens. I'm your host here each and every week as I do my part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. It's a really simple, a beautiful, and powerful concept that you seem to be digging. So why not? You know, it ain't broken, don't fix it. But this week's special guest is the man himself, Mr. Connor Hunter. We came to learn of Connor, the work that he was doing with Moxa Brewing, but his portfolio is vast. He's working with several breweries. He's doing what he loves. He's passionate about it, and it's a really just a beautiful thing. His Instagram, his IG, as the kids call it, follow along, is simple. It's called Design. Then when you go there, you can go to itscalleddesign.bigcartel.com. You can see some of the prints and works that he's doing. We're going to talk all about that. It's really nice to have the opportunity to connect with him. As we you know, mentioned in the podcast, You know, he was uh, kind enough to reach out when we were going to London. He made some you know, wonderful recommendations, and we were just kind of bouncing stuff back and forth, found out he listens to the podcast, and it was just really cool to, to hear that. Because we're, you know, we're definitely, we're niche, you know, but we're, we're really proud of what we do. And I can say with confidence that we are unique. I was talking this week about the copycats, you know, fuck the haters, whatever. But it does, it does get in my skin a little bit when folks try to, you know, rip off what we're doing because it's a passion project and we are very passionate about it. But to find out folks like, you know, Connor and other great artists and designers, they listen to, you know, the, the podcast each week, that they respect the other artists, that they seek out their work, that, you know, they're open to collaborations and just dig what people are doing. You know, that's that's why we do it. You know, would I would I love to make this a career? Yeah. We're gonna not make it a career, but a way to kind of just keep pushing the envelope and doing some cool stuff. I know I keep teasing some of our events, but we'll you know we got to get some branding finished up with that and get that out to you. So we're not going to just kind of put it out there, you know, hubbub, you know, dub, you know, stuff like that. So it will be happening. It's going to be cool. It's going to be in Maine and uh, then we're going to do one in Connecticut. So piece by piece, we're gonna, we'll roll it out there for you. But, you know, this week's all about Mr. Connor Hunter. You're listening to 16 ounce canvas, 160zcanvas.com is the website. We're not sure how you found us, but wherever it is, we, you know, we, we love you for that. And use that hashtag 160zcanvas. But also, you can see some of uh, Connor's work. He's also working you know, with other breweries. You know, he's working with Imperial Western, which is really cool to hear. It's just kind of uh, the evolution of you know, things he's doing. You know, he worked with uh, Noble L Works, which has been cool. You know, we had uh, Allison Bamcat work with them. You know, we had. Uh, beyond the ale you know, our boy nick doing you know doing that nick fulmer so that's really cool you know much love to the the noble crew you know he's also working on art district brewing and just uh, a lot of cool projects you know coming down coming down the pipeline and it's cool because um you know we we connected because we're digging what connor's doing what he continues to do you know the work he's doing with his prince you know donating money to the different charities you know using his powers for good you know, his Anthony Bourdain print, you know, raised a lot of money for, you know, suicide awareness and prevention. And also, you know, his most recent print, which we also talk about, raises money for, you know, supporting, you know, organizations in Alabama who, you know, are dealing with all the craziness uh, that's happening down there. 
you know, we don't get political. We, you know, we do sometimes, but, you know, it's a woman's body. You know, if you talk about caring, talk about equal rights, civil rights, you know, you have to support that. You know, the choice is, is not yours if you have a penis. So shut the fuck up. You know, just don't be an asshole. I don't know. I could, we could do a whole whole rant about it, but I just really, you know, deep breaths, serenity now. If you have a dick, don't be a dick. Support women's rights. And that's, you know, that's all you need to know. So you're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. This is episode 113. Whew. 13, season 10. And we're, we're doing a little double dip right now. We're, we're locking out season 11 and season 12. We're being proactive, getting out there. Because part of it is that when we're doing some events in the future, we when we do the events, we it's our only really kind of prerequisite is that there are featured guests on the podcast. It's really important to us. That doesn't mean there's not a lot of great artists out there. You know, we found 113 plus of them, and it's not going to stop. Shoot us an email, aj16ozcanvas.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't be Don't be shy. If you're the artist, reach out. If you know somebody who's the artist, if you have something you like, or just somebody you wanted to talk to, don't be shy. Make it all happen. And, uh, you know, they'll be featured here on the 16 ounce canvas at some point in the future. Yeah. Well, let's just get to it. Before we offend anybody else, episode 113, coming at you now. Connor Hunter. It's called Design. We're the 16 ounce canvas, and we thank you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, checking in from Denver, Colorado, my man Connor Hunter. You may know him on Instagram as It's Called Design. Thanks so much, Connor, for uh, being a part of the project, man. It means a lot. Thanks for having me, man. I, uh, I've been listening for a while and really excited to be a part of it. Yeah, it's really nice because there's folks like Connor who I follow along with and check out what they're doing, and they're doing some really cool, unique stuff, really positive. And then to find out that folks like you listen, and which really kind of just kind of geeked out over it. I was, I think I was going to London. That's what we really started talking more when I first said I was going to London, and you gave me all these suggestions. I think the Borough Market was, you know, the one we put a star next to. That was definitely uh, thanks to you, and we, and we had a we had a killer time there. So I just wanted to thank you in front of the in front of the masses. Yeah, no worries, man. I would try to streamline recommendations so that, you know, it's not just like a Yelp listing of <laughs> 400 different things to hit. Like, I got this one spot that I really believe in. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you got a chance to experience it as well. Yeah, it was really wonderful because we were, we, it was a group of, you know, my dad's older, you know, we got the kids and just to kind of stop and just watch all the people going on and the coexisting, you know, being from Philly, there's a Reading Terminal, which kind of has a, has a similar vibe to that, but it was, uh, yeah, I found some cool craft beer there. We got some good food and just kind of really tried to do less touristy stuff. We, you know, we definitely hit the, the marks, you know, did a few of the, the, you know, the Yelp-esque, you know, places, but it was really, it was really great to just kind of dive in. It was so easy to get around over there. I was just, I was blown away uh, by it. Yeah, that's probably transit at its best. And, and Borough Market, you know, I hadn't been for a couple of years and then I went recently and, it was cool to sort of accidentally stumble upon a tiny little sort of shed because it's within like, you know, it's a kind of farmer's market style for people who haven't been there, but um, they have a craft beer space now and 
tons of cans. Like, I mean, they obviously have some of the European bottles and some, you know, even some American domestic bottles that make it out there. Some interesting shelf turds that you see like, where you're like, yeah. oh, wow. Like, how did this make it to London, England? That's crazy. Uh, but then the can selection, they have a whole wall there. Of just, you know, all the different sort of UK breweries, Ireland breweries, all sorts of things coming up. So, yeah, I was actually just out there about a month and a half ago myself. So it was, uh, I don't know, as a, as a fan of, you know, being in the industry, but also just a fan of the visual aesthetic of can art right. specifically. Um, just so cool to see just how much stuff is out there, even though, you know, it's a fairly limited amount of uh, producers in that area. Yeah, and, and I did notice, like, people over here complain, like, oh, this is 20-whatever, a four-pack. I, I don't think I'm going to complain about the price of beer ever again. Like, it was, I mean, if you go to a pub, you know, it was five pounds, you know, that was fine. But, like, but some of these cans, I think I paid for one of the, because it was, like, a, a local brewery, Wynock, I believe, with other half. And it was, I think it was, like, eight, eight fifty, eight you know, pounds, which is, like, 12 bucks, like, for one can. So it was just, like, okay. Like, you know, I, funny anecdotes, I went to Cloudwater, one of their tap rooms in, in London and told them I had purchased some of their cans in Bath when we were traveling around. And I t- told them, I was like, oh, they're a little pricey. You know, I paid, I did, and, and, and I looked down at the menu and they were more expensive there in the tap room than they were when I oh, got wow. them. And the guy was like, oh, you got a deal. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. So I guess that, that was interesting. I, I didn't really dive into the, how the distribution works or the pricing gets set, but. I maybe maybe for them to bring it from Manchester, they have to you know tax it up a bit. But it was they were all great, so that's my yeah. Role. They're doing really quality product. I met those guys out. In, they actually being in Denver now is, I mean, everybody comes to you, which is great. I, I you know moved here from California recently, and and but everybody comes for GABF. We had Shelton Fest this year, um, you know the Craft Brewers Conference, so. Everybody spends a week in Denver at some point, but I met um, a bunch of the Cloudwater folks and they were all just awesome people. I mean, I, in general, I find that that's the case with most craft beer people, but you never quite know. And Yeah, uh, you always yeah, get, the, you get, you get find one in a bunch that ruins it for you, so you're always like, oh, I hope, hope they're as good as I hope they be. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's our nerdy level of hero worship where we're like, you know, it's... To everybody else, it seems absolutely nothing. But within our circles of craft beer, we're like, "Oh man, those those guys are doing some really cool stuff." And you can kind of just nerd out, and and then you meet people, and they're super approachable because they're essentially us, just a different version, you know, like yeah. in some other city, just making beer, you know. So. Yeah, it's nice. Like it's like these little unit, like yeah, these little galaxies, and they kind of coexist, and then they. It's always fun to to follow along, or you follow people that you're right. Like my my wife or somebody else is like, oh, that's that's not as exciting as you know. But now I think she just placates. But like, it's really interesting to see when they <laughs> when they collab, especially when it's like you know cross you know cross the country, or even when they go you know go cross country like to another country, not just the U.S. So it's uh yeah, it's a uh, it's a good I don't know, it's a good model for life. I think if more more folks would be open to other cultures. I think we'd be in a better spot. Oh, definitely. And currently, um, you know, everyone was just recently in Copenhagen for that big McKellar Fest. And the amount, the amount of collaborations that come out of that festival are insane. You know, like 
whether it's organizing them for down the road or even just cramming in five different breweries in five different days to do stuff with, it's it's pretty cool, man. So yeah, I think it's good that probably the other accountants are like, you need to create a couple more like, X number of beers for it to be a write-off, you know? So it's always good. It's just Yeah, it's always creative. Sometimes it just seems like they just want to hang out with each other. So it's it's a, it's a good place to be. Win-win, for sure. So let's take a step back from beer. You know, this is the part where I'm going to kick back and, you know, drink my cup of coffee. You know, kind of tell what's the Connor Hunter story. How did you, you know... And really quick, folks, like we said before, it's called Design on Instagram, and you can see some of his uh, prints on it's called design.bigcartel.com. But you have a unique, you know, you, you do your labels, but you also, you know, come up with these really great prints. You know, you had your Anthony Bourdain one, which which blew up, and never really, you know, a couple uh, new ones that you've just come out with recently. You kind of, what's, uh, you know, what's your story, Connor? How did you kind of find your, your calling here? Well, I mean, I think... Starting out, I mean, it's it's always funny to talk about yourself, but uh, let's let's do it. Um, <laughs> I was always that kid who doodled, and I think I, I think that's a common thread among most of the guests that I've heard on your show. That you know, it's always that sort of you start with not really knowing what your place is, and you just know that you're not a mathematician or an engineer, you know, whatever, and just kind of doodling in class. And so, starting from there. Um, just enjoying art, you know, and consuming as much art as possible and design specifically and, and really like establishing early that uh, commercial art was what I enjoyed the most and sort of gravitated towards even before you knew or before I knew what the, the messaging was and um, sort of the, the details behind the business of it um, and aesthetically just really enjoying vintage comic books and my grandfather had a like a, a collection of old playboy magazines that had all the cartoons and crazy stuff and um just the old advertisements you know like 1960s car ads and um typography and, and just all this mishmash of stuff that really sort of subliminally creates an aesthetic that like has really endured throughout my life. And um, and then that sort of segues into just directly going to art school, design school. I went to Art Center College of Design in Pasadena and I graduated from there and went directly into sort of the advertising industry, um, doing a lot of corporate, working for big studios as a freelancer, but, um, doing it's all corporate work a lot of it's fun because you know they they really want to push the envelope some of the time but what it ultimately sort of fell into was very specific everything references everything else and you know you kind of get stuck in this rut of being a maker for other people you know and and working with advertising agencies where I'm a designer who reports to a, a creative director who reports to an art director who reports to a project manager who reports to a liaison for the advertising agency who reports to the client and being so far removed from the process that despite the fact that we were making some really cool stuff, I just didn't feel fulfilled in any way. 
and, you know, at the same time doing my own personal work, which a lot of decollage is what I like to do. So, you know, collecting these sort of visual advertising and just the references that I spoke about earlier. Um, and just, you know, continuing to do my side thing to try to stay sane. And then at some point, I just, I kind of had like a breaking point. Um, I mean, there was a lot more that went into that. Um, but I just, you know, I had just been in corporate design for a few years and just wasn't really enjoying it. And then conversely, I also, I started a beer group uh, eight years ago called Hopheads. And it's um, just a social group in based out of Southern California and kind of turned into an industry thing where we've got a lot of people who work in the, the craft beer industry. And so, you know, I was designing for corporate, but tangentially being really in craft beer and just trying to figure out how to merge the two. Um, to really just knowing what I wanted to do and what I wanted to design for, but just not finding out exactly how to do that. So, yeah, I just basically, um, I don't know, I left my job as a corporate designer, uh, took some time to try to figure things out and sort of went to more of like a a freelance hustle. continuing to do branding and things like that. Um, And in the meantime, I actually stopped drinking. So I kind of left the beer scene for a while. Um, I've been sober now for about six years, which is a weird story to tell in the context of beer and beer design, but it's just part of who I am and, but in the meantime, still being really involved in the beer scene and and working for the LA Brewers Guild, doing design work and and things like that. So it's just been a weird path. Um, and then finally, about two years ago, I was given a chance to do a bottle design for Three Weavers Brewing, which is uh, in Inglewood, California. And they had a, a Pink Boots collaboration, and uh, the brewmaster Alex, um, she she said, "Would you like to do this bottle design?" I said, "Oh hell yeah, that's something I've wanted to do forever. It's on the bucket list." And I did it. And after that, people were able to make the leap and just say, "Like, oh, like we knew you were a designer, and we knew you were into beer." But like, oh, you can design bottles. Like, you can design bottles and cans. Like, just never connected the dots on that one. So from there, I just started picking up little projects. I did a a label for um, Kuwaito, which is a, uh, they did a a bottle with Garage Project from New Zealand to Kuwaito from Japan. and, And this New Zealand brewery Garage Project did a bottle in collaboration with Fieldworks. So it was a three-way collaboration and I just managed to sort of happen upon that. And then that's when sort of the floodgates opened and uh, I was contacted by Matza 
in Sacramento and they were just starting up and my friend who is the head brewer there and one of the owners, Derek Dalanasso, had just moved to Sacramento and they had sort of been talking about different designers and it was almost one of those like, oh, like, why, why don't we end up Connor? And I sent them a proposal and and the rest is history with that one. And that's been the sort of flagship brand that really has put me on the map as far as beer design. And it's a, you know, it's a great brewery to work for. And in the fact that we have like six releases a month and one-off cans and bottles, things are trading at this point. So it's been really great exposure for me. So that's sort of, how we got to this point right now it's yeah no that see you're it's good see I, early on when i was doing these i would like i would interrupt and i would have made like the playboy joke like oh yeah you were for the picture the stories right right but it's just nice because <laughs> it's such a it's such it's so nice just to hear people like you were saying like you're not used to talking about yourself especially in the third person and when you when you let someone like be because a lot of times design is that's how you talk right and like you, you like let your visioning that that's your creative that's your outlet but when people a lot of times people don't think about and talk about their story and i, I just love it like it really come to just you know I, I would sit back and for like as long as people want sometimes we've had folks going you know and they like oh i rambled on i'm like that is the best shit because a it's it's such a nice way to, to hear someone look at their life and just realize that you know from an early age that they followed their heart and that's what really what we that's one of the things i hope people take away is like being being your truest self it's not easy but you know, just to hear it in your voice. And, yeah. you know, every time we talk, it's just, you know, you just take so much pride in your work and it's just, it's just kind of who you are. So I'm just, uh, yeah, again, thank you so much for, for being a part of this today, Connor. Yeah, man. And I, I will say there were at least four points during that rambling where I was like, maybe I should shut the fuck up right now. But um, I, it, yeah, I appreciate you giving the, it is kind of a cool thing. And, and I think that there's like different types of artists and designers and I'm sure you've, sort of come across both in your interviews and stuff is like there's sort of the reluctant artist who just doesn't really want to talk about what they do and and then I sort of consider myself like I said a graphic designer and coming from corporate design I have to be able to rationalize every decision I make and trace it to the root and maybe overanalyze it and even fluff it up with some bullshit you know to make it more marketable and whatever it is so i think yeah that idea that like just letting letting winding somebody up and letting them go can can sort of get to the root of things pretty pretty quickly so yeah i appreciate it you're a natural brother man yeah so yeah it's great and i I just really yeah and i like you know you know your uh, your collage work is great. You know uh, we had uh, I I think I should connect you with uh, Sophie DeWitt. I mean they're in Ireland, but with Whiplash Brewing, I don't, I don't know if there's those uh, networks are, are intertwined. But you just just selfishly, like it's cool. Like not even thinking about the beer. I'm like the two of you make some really cool uh, labels together because she does you know collage work all the time. But I just really uh, and even how you present oh, your, yeah. even how you present the cans like on your social sites, just like it, it definitely has a you know it's a really clean layout. You know, usually you show all the pains of it in one perspective. You know, it's 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 yeah, you can see where you know it comes from that little, little corporate like cleaned up and kind of like the presentation model of it. It's really it's really nice how you how you do that. 
Um, I, you know, I, I geek out and stuff like that all the time. I think layout and even like you're, you have a great use of white space. Like I think that a lot of people, you know, have to be comfortable with that. I think folks, that's that's definitely an area where people aren't always sure where to go. Like, oh, I have all this, I have all these pixels or I have all this whatever. I need to put something there. But you can really do something really powerful when you when you don't put anything there sometimes. And I think that's you're, you're a great example of that with the, you know, the, the Moxa labels especially. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And I think, you know, having a brand that buys into what you do is really key in creating that confidence to, like, deliver, like, you know, it's like that you want to rationalize what you do for a living or what you create. Like, if I'm sending you an invoice for the cost of of designing a can, I want to rationalize. I want you to feel as as a, you know, as a company like that, you're getting your money's worth, but sometimes it's that bigger picture of conceptually. So like we just recently did a, um, a collaboration, uh, beer with Moxa and it's a Moscow mule can. Uh, it's a Moscow mule beer that they, did. and you know, the ability to send to them and just a copper cane, like, like, the, like it's a copper mug is what you get a Moscow mule and. So I'm going to just do a copper can. And I mean, there's a little bit of design element to it, but like like me sending that to them and, and then just going, this is, this is fucking perfect. Let's just do this. Like, okay, like there's always that seed of doubt in the back of your mind that sometimes, but like the, the amount of confidence that, you know, they've given me because they sort of trust in the process and, and they, they are okay with negative space, which I'm a huge fan of. And, and like you mentioned, um, that those whiplash cans, man, those are like, I'm, I'm a digital approach. She's definitely an analog approach mm-hmm. and you know, they're, they're, they're similar, like visual language to the two, but completely different at the mm-hmm. same time. Right. And like when I was in Ireland a few weeks, a month or so ago, I sought out those cans because I needed I needed to bring those back just to, you know, like just to have, you know, it's a weird thing to be like I used to collect vinyl toys and things like that. And I think at this point I just buy I buy beer cans, you know, like and like I said, I don't even dr- I don't drink, but like I gotta have them. Like it's like a it's a statue. It's it's a physical piece of art. It's a three dimensional piece of art that like, you know, some people designed for flat. And you can sort of tell, like, okay, this maybe is somebody who isn't taking into account the sort of three-dimensional nature. But then when you see some of those where you're just like, wow, man, these are really, really cool. Like, And so, yeah, I just collect them. I, I give them – my dad drinks them. <laughs> There's – you know, just in the in the fridge, I, I coax him, like, hey, you got to drink this. It's, this one's turning, man. It's a double IPA, and it's – five weeks old now so you better get to it soon but yeah but save the can for me you know so yeah i agree yeah like i said uh, it's really nice and then you just um you kind of were able to unveil but recently you're working with uh, another brewery um uh, imperial western and those which is cool like you bring a completely new yeah, that has you know that those are very busy there's a lot of different you know layers and you know subtleties you know to them that really cool they have a nice texture to them i mean um you know digitally and it just uh it's really yeah it's really nice to to see the, the level of versatility which i really like in your portfolio is 
yeah, everything is really clean, but it's, you know, it's, you're giving each, each brand truly its own, you know, own vibe and it's uh, unique, which is, which is nice. You know, you're not a, you're not a one trick pony, which is fine if folks are, but you know, it's just nice to, to see the level of detail and, and thought that you put into all those. Thank you, man. I, uh, Imperial Western is a new brewery in Los Angeles. It's, it's in Union Station, um, in the train station, you know, Art Deco, gorgeous historic building. Um, I obviously am biased, but I urge anyone who's in Los Angeles to visit um, just because of the setting alone. I mean, the beer is spectacular. Uh, Devin Randall is the head brewer there, and she came from Pizza Port and went to uh, Arts District Brewing and is now at, at Imperial Western. And I mean, she's just an awesome person and a great brewer. But I, uh, had the opportunity to work in it's this aesthetic of like completely restored 1930s art deco, you know, vaulted huge ceilings and original tiles. And so I just went through and photographed as much as humanly possible. Just existed in the space for like an hour and a half, two hours, taking pictures of tiles and, you know, some of the like light fixtures and just anything that's got a feeling to it. And then just combine that with a bunch of vintage uh, sort of advertising, what I was talking about earlier, like advertising graphics from old, you know, um, train ads and um, from the station itself. Like I went on eBay and bought um, these vintage matchbook covers um, that were for Union Station from the 30s and just have this gorgeous layers of typography and, and these like offset printing, you know, where you have those cool errors, which, you know, I can kind of fake digitally, but it's great to have authentic reference where you've got, you know, these heavy saturated colors mixed with, you know, um, weird layering and just human error mixed with printer error and halftone patterns and stuff. And like just all stuff, that I love and just sort of combine all of that into these 12 ounce cans, which I'm really happy with. I finally, I was out there this weekend for the first time um, since they released the cans and picked up a couple of six packs and it's cool to, you know, hold them. There's going to be a few, a few changes. The typography came out a little small on one of them, but you know, like that's just being nitpicky. And, and so like, yeah, man, I, I just, it was a it was a great project and and uh, I I kind of have to have the ability to to be flexible or just to to try to be a chameleon visually a little bit but at the end of the day like I think there's common threads where you can sort of identify like that it's mine you mm-hmm. know and hopefully and that's not to say that that comes from a place of 100% originality because design is derivative by nature and we're all just kind of trying to find our voice within this landscape that's been done a thousand times and, you know, going to be done a thousand times more. So, yeah, I think it's a great, yeah, it's a great use of a lot of, you know, like, as I've said multiple times now in probably the last six, nine months, like the use of topography to me is like, that's the hugest game changer for me is just because 
you look at it from you know at first and it just you know it's it's simple or it's basic but it's really just it's just a powerful you know it really can evoke a lot of emotions and, and feelings and kind of set a tone for for things and so yeah you're a great example of that also and i, I like on the imperial western they have the kind of the badge you know almost like the arrowhead with their logo which is nice that's always kind of the i always feel that that's probably one of the harder decisions is where to you know how heavy logo to go but it sits on top of things where some, you know, some breweries get, you know, they, they need to have that be their, you know, 128 point font, you know, kind of loud in, in the front. And I think a lot of what you do is, you know, you're, you're smart about where you place the logo and in, in the, and the branding of, of, of the, of the brewery. Yeah. Thanks. Man. And again, that's just like being very, very lucky that I have clients who buy into what I do and like, you know, that brewery, you know, is owned by a larger um, group that owns a ton of bars in downtown Los Angeles. Um, but the process for design was just going between the brewer and myself. And it, you know, there weren't too many cooks in the kitchen and, and she deferred to me in a lot of it. And, you know, like, I'm wrong a lot of the time, Like there's a, there's plenty of room for conversation at any point in time. And, you know, I never want to be arguing. I'm not a fine artist, you know, like I, fine art is sort of presented as like, here's this, the message you take away is what you take away, but this is, it exists, you know, it's, it's not to be edited. It's not to be changed in any way. And so, you know, commercial art is, we exist for the client and without cool clients, like none of us get to do what we want to do. Like, you know, and we were talking about typography and, and, you know, some people like they want really clear, you know, anyone can type an impact font. Like, you know, I type impact, you type impact, we can current it differently, but it's still going to just be impact, you know, like, but giving me the ability to like take, old typography and like cut it in half, you know, and make it like semi illegible and float half of it off the canvas and do things with it like that. Like that's, that all falls on the client, you know, like otherwise we do, you know, we get edited into this creating something super conventional with, yeah, make the logo bigger, center justify that type. And, you know, you get something that's really just sort of standard. And I think there's beautiful ways to do that, obviously. Like, there's formal formal cans, you know, like not not everything I do is sort of artsy-fartsy, highly designed, you know. Like, I did these core cans for Noble recently. And right, that's what I was thinking. Those of. are sort of more formal. Um, we had to create a, you know, a straightforward brand sort of taking off a lot of the core brand stuff that you see around where it's just simple color coding that we can change locked in typography. You've got a logo front and center, but even that hopefully, you know, still conveys some sort of motion or feeling, um, you know, and the use of color and things like that. You have these constraints, but you're still able to, to play around with, but yeah, I, um, I think, sort of universally everybody who you talk to kind of owes a debt of gratitude to the client 
you know, not not to say that like, you know, we don't have an opinion, but like it's just the ability to have freedom and the ability to sort of make what you want is often very rare. And I come, you know, with my background coming from advertising, it's just, you know, night and day um, with sort of just freedom to express, you know, and I, it, I'm very happy with where I am right now as far as the, as being a designer, which I couldn't say just three years ago, you know. Yeah, there's a there's a zen to your voice like that you're you know you're just kind of like thinking about where you are and what you're doing and I think that even the diversity of your clients I think that the having the the straightforward you know designs versus the out of the box kind of free form I think they I think they both you know inspire the other it kind of allows you to wear the different hats or have a different vision of things which is great. I want to know who motherfucking representing it here tonight. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. That's a real one in your reflection without a follow, without a mention. And we are back. Got to show some loves. There you go, Connor. Connor's boy, Drake. Toronto Raptors up one game to nothing on the Golden State Warriors. You're listening to 16 Ounce Canvas Art of Craft Beer Podcast. We are balling. We're always bringing it to you. We like to keep these things fresh, keep it edited, keep it fun. So hopefully you're having a good time here. Hopefully you're enjoying this episode. I hope you're getting some inspiration out of it. Really just uh, meow. Two really good, you know, dudes just, just connecting, really sharing stories. And I think that's why, you know, I really enjoyed, you know, interviewing Connor. I'm just really lucky, you know. I'm here in Connecticut, and that's cool. And the idea is that we get to meet all these folks from around the world. They're good people. They're doing good things. It's under the you know umbrella of beer, but it's much bigger than that. It's about you know hard work and passion and creativity and dedication and bringing you know it's it's branding, entrepreneurship. Yeah, it's just. It's dope. It's inspiring. It's positive, and I hopefully you feel that. I don't know why you listen, and I would love to know why. You know, we got folks that have reached out to us, so we've connected, we've made new friends from it, and everyone has different reasons. And it's really, uh, it's really great to hear. You know, we reached out to somebody recently in the in the UK who want to have on the the podcast. You know, and they said that they started listening because of you know Nana, and. Uh, it's really cool. It's just really cool that the idea that there's something that's bringing people together from around the world. Rock the house, y'all. Sorry, this beat's dope. There we go. Folks from around the world who are just digging on the same thing. I always, I always go to it. I know I mentioned it before. So... I got to apologize for that, but it reminds me of Five Old American Tale, you know, underneath the same bright stars. But the fact that we got folks all around the world, you know, yourself included, who are doing it, who are digging it, it means a lot. And so what I would love, you know, I'd love to, you know, reach out, make that intro. 
we've met some killer people and I can't say it enough and this is a great example of that you know I look forward to meeting everybody I definitely look forward to meeting Connor and I look forward to meeting you so I'm gonna step away before I start singing more of this song hit them angles you know what I'm saying like them angles all about that selfie love but let's get back into it 16 ounce canvas episode 113 Connor Hunter it's called design on the IG it's called design.bigcartel.com right here on the 16OZ canvas the the art of craft beer you know what I'm saying there right now what is what is the process how does it you know how do you you know, you're working with, you know, we'll just take Moxa. They give you a, a beer name. They give you the ingredients. What What is your process like between, you know, the, their, on the from their side to when you finally, you know, finalized the design? Uh, it usually, it starts with a name. I mean, on that, on that topic, I always thought, like, as an outsider, that naming beers would be, like, the coolest thing in the world. Like, oh, man, you get to name beers? And now that I'm working with a brewery that's producing such a high volume, naming beers has become almost like a burden in a sense. You know, it's like I get a text at 10 p.m. saying, we've got X, Y, and Z for the next release. Any ideas on names? And I just almost automatically, I was just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, we've done like Facebook polls and come up with stuff and try to find things that aren't taken. but. Yeah, naming beers at this point is a—it's uh, a tricky—it's uh, a tricky thing to do. But I—I've I got, I got a few, man. I'll, I'll shoot you a few. We can. We'll, yeah, I can. I, I just—I I randomly, I'm like voice to text all this shit all the time. My phone usually it's just a mess. Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty cool. That you're doing that. Okay. Thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like open sourcing at all times for that type of thing, dude. Like it's just nice. such a yeah. 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 And and uh, and just that, like you know, even making jokey. I don't work for any pun breweries. Uh, I think we've done a couple, maybe like half pun kind of names, but mm -hmm. I always think like, man, if you pigeonhole yourself as a pun brewery, you're like, that's rough, man. You got to be on point with that. Like just constantly coming up with beer puns and hot puns. And it's all just kind of been done, you know, not in a bad way. Like, I, like we all love it. Like it's part of the fun, you know, but like, but once, yeah, like but once you're all in on that, like you're, you're done. Like that's it. Like that's your, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> you can't be like five puns in a row. And then be like, you know, serious, insert serious name here. Right. Yeah. It's like, Oh wait. Yeah. And, and thankfully like the Moxa stuff is pretty abstract for the most part. Like it's, it's just a, the naming um, scheme is like, we do like uh, two or three words. So like, and I mean, there's been breaks to that, but for the most part, like it's been sort of dot, 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 you know, like it's sort of, and they're fairly abstract and kind of um, lend themselves to being kind of strange or like not grounded in reality. Obviously there's certain things like we just did this, like I said, the, the Moxa mule, which is very hyper literal and, you know, um, Meeting of the Minds, right? That collab one was like, yeah, I mean, so, I, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. But then you have yeah, exor like Exorbitance, which is like, you know, which is like, all right, yeah. And that's the name team for the, uh, for the Stouts are sort of, um, those are done, like, 
one words for the most part. Um, and then the cans are usually two, three words. Um, so there's some sort of like basic idea of where things are going. Um, the member stouts are all like intemperance, exorbitance, um, trying to remember. There's so many men. Um, but they kind of have, they have that, they end in ends. Unless we've got the moderation. Um, anyway, but yeah, they're, uh, so yeah, they'll give me a name and each of our sort of deliverables has like a different aesthetic. So we've got the cans, the 16 ounce cans, and those are just like my sketchbook. Like I can just do whatever I want and kind of play with it. Um, and so starting out, I just, I, I definitely, um, I like to sketch a little bit. Like I like to just play around and get some ideas on paper. Um, and then from there, just execute digitally. Um, uh, but everything I do, like I have just folders on folders of, uh, textures and assets that I've scanned in over the years. And, you know, it's my well of collage making tools you know so like you know there's the some of the collage artists where they have like you know their studio with just paper everywhere and just you know like that's their process mine is a, a digital version of that that's contained so i have you know like okay this one's a little too ripped or this one's a little too beige or you know but i have the ability to alter the colors i can alter the contrast the depth and just taking advantage of mixing textures with the digital uh, process. And so I just use a lot of that and go through Photoshop. And so then just transferring that initial sketch idea, that's just, you know, as far as the, the brewery, it's like, I don't, I don't usually show them anything until the end. And Again, this is not the norm for most people, but like I, I, I mean, I had to earn, I had to earn that trust. Like the first few releases were not that process, but at some point, you know, like when people realize they that they can delegate work to people and they'll get it done, then they don't need to be hyper involved in the process. So they'll give me a name, I create a drawing, you know, whatever, um, and then I just give them the design at the end of the, you know end of the day and and I think there's only been you know out of I don't even know how many releases we've done 50 some at this point um in a little over a year which is crazy um I think there's only been like two times where they changed one and specifically one was a can called three ply and I created this sort of like graphic of like an X, Y, and Z uh, axis, you know, three-dimensional, three-ply, like layering and stuff. And I sent it to Derek and he was like, no, no, three-ply, like toilet paper. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, that's the first one I thought. Okay, I was like, okay, oh, I could turn the can to a toilet like, paper. Yeah, roll. And that was my first, that was my first thought was like, oh, like toilet paper. But like, it just seemed so like, and like I said, it's such a, a level of trust that ultimately they're not like sending me notes. They're kind of like, Here's a, here it is. And apparently there's this inside joke at the brewery about how 
flush the toilet paper is and somebody you know brought three ply toilet paper to the bathroom and so it's just this like inside brewery joke but they're in Sacramento and I'm in Denver and I didn't know the joke and so anyway, so I sent it to him, and he's like, "No, no, like the toilet paper." So I just made a 16 ounce can. Yeah, it looks that like toilet paper. Has like serrated paper texture, and then I implanted like a plush Moxa logo onto it, so it looks like dimples in the toilet paper, like a logo, like a Charmin logo or some pattern, you know. And they're like, "Cool, that's perfect." And then meanwhile, I took the the original design and stashed it in the in the in the vault, and they. I pulled it out and used it on my, like two releases later for a different can. Nice, yeah. So kind of applied to what the main one. Exactly, so. yeah. Well, yeah, one of the things I think in life you don't skimp on is toilet paper. So, I mean, folks, that's where I'm always, when there's uh, like the shitty kind of uh, cardboard stuff, I always question, I always question the host. <laughs> it was like, if I was, oh, yeah, man. Like, if, if I was starving, I would think, I think I would like, I downgrade my food and go with proper, yeah. But anyway, it's kind of weird. I don't, I don't know how to get out of this discussion, but I agree with the no, guys. I agree very, with the crew over there. This is, an, this is important information. You know, we need to discuss this. This needs to be public for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, breweries, like, I mean, you're just cranking through whatever. So so that's the note. That's the takeaway from this episode. All you breweries out there, upgrade yeah. your toilet paper. Exactly. And, you know, support the masses. Exactly. Now, take a little bit, kind of not a full ninety, but like maybe like a forty-five turn here. I've been, I was since we we've been talking quite regularly now. I wanted to ask you about this, but I thought it'd be kind of a good question for the the podcast. Recently, uh, probably about you know a few weeks ago, maybe less than that, you, know, you, you had a post come out which I thought was really good. You know, it's a um, design contest. It says while your businesses may have the best of intentions, provide exposure and opportunities. Um, to new artists, asking a pool of creatives to give you free work so they can subjectively judge and maybe pay one of them is actually really, really fucked up. Now, I think I, I've come to, you know, I, we, we're big fans of like the don't do shit for the exposure, you know, all, you know, and really making it. I, this is the, the, the contest one. What, what would, what's the, what's the right and wrong way to kind of, if folks are trying to decide which designer to go with on something, what's the right way without insulting somebody, but yet, not knowing of say three people who to who to go who who should be the, their their person. What 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 is the way to do that? Because I think it's uh, it's something that probably a lot of people are curious about. Well, I, yeah, man. I mean, just that's a, my personal sort of stance on design contests. Uh, a lot of breweries do them. They'll just make an Instagram post saying, "Hey, accepting art for we're going to design a can," and, and you. You could win if you if you were chosen out of this group of X number of people, uh, if you are judged, um, you know, sort of subjectively by who knows a brewer, maybe a branding ambassador. I don't know who. I would assume most of those people who are doing design contests don't have too much on the branding side, but that you know that you can win a T-shirt or you know, and it's usually not cash. It's usually um, stuff that costs the breweries pennies on the dollar. Um, so, like, I think there's validity to design contests. I think, like, I have to sort of check my privilege in that, like, I had the ability to get, you know, being within the beer community, I was given a chance. Like, at some point, somebody gave me a chance to make a bottle. It was three weavers. They were the first one to say it. And it changed my life. 
so I think there is validity to certain design contests where, you know, if you're a kid who's just starting out and you want to submit some work to it, I think it is a weird thing because, like, I'm kind of torn on that, like, that there is validity to it. But I think overall, it's just, like, even as a person, like, I entered a bunch of design contests for stuff when I was younger. And, like, the pro- you just ve- realize very quickly that the process is flawed, you know? Like, that um, it's essentially, like, they can change the rules at any time. They can sort of, you know, pick their friends or, you know, like, whatever. I guess, ultimately, maybe it's a harsh lesson in life and just that that's how a lot of things work but i i just i don't like to see artists taken advantage of and also i'm not the design i'm not the design police like i'm not here like in my 20s i used to be like i was like calling people out like oh man this is that's already been done and you're buying this style and it's just sort of a waste of energy in a lot of times but i think as far as like how a brewery should approach something like that, like I, I wish I had a perfect answer. I like I said, I think there's there's elements of that that are valid. Maybe maybe aligning yourself with like a local sort of creative group um, or doing some sort of like idea, like maybe look, we're going to present all of this art in a gallery setting at the brewery, um, you know, it's just all a flawed system when you're dealing with people doing spec art and then you have some guy who's like a business major or a, a brewer, antisocial brewer who gets to pick what his or her favorite piece is. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, like I said, I don't have the perfect answer and yeah, I think it's a good question. Yeah, it's yeah, not a really valid question. No, because I think moving forward, I think that um, I'm going to, like, I, I didn't want to, I wanted to wait. Like, that's going to be kind of, that inspired me because just for instance, you know, we've, you know, we have a logo, a friend of mine, you know, Bob Winkle made first early on. I thought oh, it would be kind of cool to see if folks maybe, you know, have some sort of contest where we do it and maybe people reinterpret it or just, go free with it and then you know whoever we pick we roll out and we make some shirts or glasses and then like we split the profits or we pay you know pay them you know what their commission is on it or something you know whatever something like that but i I don't know the right way because part of me is that's where i get torn i mean i have so many great people and part of it it's be honest like there's i don't want to it's hard for me to pick like it's like trying to pick your favorite kid like i love i love every one of the artists that have been on the show for different reasons and so i'm always thinking like but and I don't want I don't want to like be a guy who's like an advocate for artists and designers to then like be be exploiting them, you know. But I, like I'm so I don't ha- I don't have the answer. Part of me is hoping I have a little more clarity. I think I think that what you're saying is, you know, if you know the idea of something that that's you know coming out with this design and being like here's a t-shirt when it's really not cost you anything. You've already paid you know your you've already bought your bulk purchase of t-shirts you know and like you're just throwing them kind of like you're saying like or here's a free beer you know i think that so that's i think that that helps me a little bit to have a better clarity on you know what to do yeah and i like i said i like i there is validity to it like giving giving people a chance like new designers and, and new kids coming up um i think like that's important everybody needs a chance you know and like 
you give them different ways. And even, you know, like I would encourage people to, who are designers to, to do inter do unpaid internships. As long as you don't get, it is such a weird thin line between being taken advantage of and, Getting experience, and yeah. you know, sort of getting experience. So I, I, like I said, there's no black or white answer to it, but I, I, it's, it's, I straddle that line because I believe, I believe in working for free and I believe in, in, in contributing and bringing up new people and things like that. But I also feel concerned when people who are not advocates for design or for art are the ones taking advantage of people. And like I said, it's not, I'm not in a position to regulate or even, but I can just sort of also, I you know, I can write a slogan and make a design and kind of start a conversation in that regard. But I, I sadly clearly don't have all the answers on that one. And that's, that's the beauty of it, man. I, not, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't come to you as like Connor Hunter is the spokesperson for all artists and designers worldwide. What is, what, what do you got for me? Like, I just, it was something that resonated with me and that's what you were doing. You know what I mean? While you were in a way, you know, flipping your bird off to folks and saying, fuck you, you scumbags out there. In a way you were just trying to evoke conversation. If we can, and what we're doing here, if you can change somebody's perspective, even just to, you know, move the dial a little bit, that's, that's how change happens. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't happen overnight it doesn't happen at a 90 degree it really evolves and so you know thinking about it it's something i'm like well i know i'm talking to connor soon i'm going to ask him and then i think i'm just going to start asking people you know there's a great i think it's a twitter account like e is for exposure or something like that and it's just like all these assholes who like are like want to give people penny you know like oh you're an artist make me this and it's like like jump boy like do this yeah. for me and it's like fuck you you know what i mean like that's gonna t i mean there's a great example of i think it was on facebook and that's one of the more classic ones somebody wanting like a custom quilt and the person was like i'm only to pay you 50 bucks and they're like well no thank you and like what do you mean and they break down like all the costs like the the yarn costs this much and this is what you want and this is the style it's going to take and this is how you know to do that stitch it this many hours it's like and basically like you want me to work for like 10 cents an hour like fuck you and i think that's really it's yeah. really hard i think it's not especially art and design it's not just the time it like takes to to brush you know do your brush strokes or you know do your sketches or click you know you know create the images like like you're saying for those those labels you made you were spending hours taking photographs going on ebay looking at stuff really diving in like those are things that literally don't show up on paper but that design had you know tons of time that went into it that isn't a tangible thing like that didn't create that 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 image or that color but like it did building up to that point so it's 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 great conversation so i, I mean other than the fact that other than the fact you spelled opportunity other than the fact you spelled opportunities wrong I, I completely love your post oh jesus man that was like immediate and i posted <laughs> it and and my one of my friends immediately sent it to me and i was just like well this is this is why I always use spell check. So, yeah. or, or, or yeah. you're big, or you're a big cat guy. Your computer likes you. Probably, yeah, you probably a bunch of weird cat searches, and it's just like, well, it should have been a purr instead of, you know, poor. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, and you know what, like that came from like a knee jerk reaction to a local brewery that posted a a contest. I actually contacted them personally, like I, I text messaged them, and was ultimately sort of uh, dismissed and and. And that was sort of my reaction to that. Um, 
but conversely, I do believe that like, you know, I'm not like, despite being a commercial artist, like I think that there is something that we owe to the community. Um, and so I do, I definitely do my fair share of pro bono work. And I definitely, like if somebody comes to me and needs a logo for something like I'll do it for free. Um, you know, like I, I like to donate time and, and I also like, I mean, it's, I think every, to a T, every single guest you've ever had on, on your podcast probably could say they've experienced the like, Oh, this will get you exposure rap, you know? And it's like, we all know that just isn't a thing, you know, but, but sometimes it's not about that. Sometimes you just got to sort of either help somebody out who's below you design wise or, you know, who needs an opportunity or you need to just, you know, donate what it, what it is that you do best, you know? And, and I think like, like I said, I like to sort of donate and that Bourdain print that you mentioned earlier was sort of something that happens organically in the same sort of reaction that like that fuck you, I don't do design contest came out of when Anthony Bourdain passed away. Um, that day I just made a design. Like I didn't realize like how much that would, you know, affect the people around me and myself. Like you never quite know, like, you know, a musician dies and then Facebook is flooded with posts and you're like, wow, I had no idea that that, you know, that Chris Cornell would have that effect on people. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, that was just sort of this moment in time. And the Bourdain thing was definitely something I noticed, like how many people I'm 38, my, of my age group were in, you know, sort of around there were affected by, him as you know a, a human being so i just made this print and i just posted it as like as the same sort of like this is just my reaction and immediately i had people asking well you should sell this like oh i didn't even think about that so i posted it on my site and you know left it as an open-ended thing and in two weeks um we sold fourteen hundred dollars worth of prints and i donated the entirety of it to uh um, the uh, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, and so that was just like total low effort, high reward. You know what I mean? Like that, I mean, I made something. It took me like an hour. It came from the heart. And then I just posted it up and the people did the rest. And then I had to fill, you know, 70 tubes. Yeah. Send them out, but it was pretty, pretty low, low, you know, like I, it was just something cool that happened organically. So now I'm trying to do more of those as well. So. Yeah. And but, just, so just to, so uh, I'm good at complaining, but I, I hopefully also able to do something. You're being hard on yourself. Now, if you, if you go to, uh, it's called design.bigcartel.com. There's the, you know, the current one, which is uh, first action. You know, it's kind of one of those, uh, it's from the, you know, the, if you haven't seen it before, it says first they came for blank and I did blank. And it's really, you know, there's a, I, I, is, it, is it a poem or a story? You know, it basically just goes through time and how everyone kind of, you know, sat in their hands a little bit and, you know, did nothing. And eventually they could, eventually they're going to come for you is basically what it comes down to. And so it's uh it's um rebuke of the, of the, the bullshit that is in Alabama, you know, money uh, will be donated to the Yellow Hammer Fund, which provides funding for anyone seeking care in one of Alabama's three independent abortion clinics, and in some cases for care at Feminine Woman Health Center in Atlanta 
and DuPont Clinic in Washington, D.C. So make sure you order one of those. See, that's, I mean, that's just using the power of what it is. I mean, I think it's really great. And I'm, I'm glad you posted that thing about the opportunities. Um, meow. But I think, yeah, it was really, I think it's just really, um, <laughs> I just think it's really, uh, it's, I think discussions like that are important. It'd be kind of cool to do like a crowdsourced label and call it exposure and have it just be like, um, you know, hundreds of different artists put, you know, a little tiny piece to it. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. And if we don't do it right now, then when will we do it? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> excellent yeah <laughs> uh, well done well done so um so what do you what, what's kind of what's on the what's on the docket now what are you up to what's uh what's what's part of your uh your day-to-day you've been you've been a busy man traveling what are you, what are you working on currently uh currently i'm i just started working within the brewery that's um i mentioned earlier arts district brewing um they're affiliated with imperial western uh located in downtown la and they uh, they just basically between the two breweries they bought a canning line so they've got twelve ounce cans just hitting the market and the ability to fit themselves and so um, just going to start cranking with them and it's really kind of cool to be in a position to like not like to sort of be discretionary about what it is that I want to do and kind of pick and choose gigs which is you know, something I couldn't do a few years ago. Um, I've gotten very lucky. And then I'm working uh, with a new restaurant that is opening up in San Diego. That they saw my stuff and really liked what I did and, and basically just gave me free reign. So it's a, it's a big branding project. It's in Chula Vista. Um, can't say the name yet, but it'll be out soon. Um, Teaser. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But they uh, they're doing this really cool. It's an old. It's located next to an old movie theater, so they're doing this sort of vintage '80s movie feel because they have an arcade in there, and so it's kind of um, the collage style that I do. They basically, aside from doing formal branding of you know logos and trademarks and signage and things like that, I'm also they've also commissioned me to do uh, most of the interior decorating as far as. I'm creating a whole bunch of uh, 1980s movie posters, but based on my aesthetics or the sort of abstract collage silhouette style, um, kind of minimalist of, you know, things like Back to the Future and Pretty in Pink and Dirty Dancing and Karate Kid. And like, you know, they're each like these huge 24 by 36 posters and, and we're putting them in these really loud Baroque um, frames. And I don't know, man, it's, it's all kind of coming together in a very cool way. And this is just like, like, you know, doing the formal branding, but then also doing my like side stuff I'd be doing on my own anyways, but like, Oh yeah. Like we'll pay you for it. So yeah. So not bad. Well, it's great. And just as we step back into the Moxa, I just wanted, I couldn't, you know, finish out without mentioning those matte black bottles they're just they're they're fucking super sexy i think they're awesome so i just wanted to go on record as saying i think they're just really dope and yeah i'm a big fan of those thanks man that was a yeah the barrel age program just started a couple months ago and so we've got for those who don't you know go check it out on online but we're doing these matte black lambic bottles that we're using for 
ridiculously over the top barrel aged pastry stouts. Um, so you just got like black on black, matte black finish. Um, it's yeah, they're, they're really cool. Um, we actually had some, the first one we did, we, we used our regular like wine stock labels and they started to peel. Um, cause the, the texture on the, on the, on the bottle is a little funky. So we've, remedied that for the second release and and there's just a whole bunch of barrel age stuff coming out from Moxa this next year and it's and they're like I said I feel really lucky to be part of it with them and they're just killing it and and uh it's cool to be I mean all beer is great you know but it's kind of it's kind of fun to be involved with a trader brewery you know where people are like it's pop I see it you know, bottles popping up in like different countries. Like I have a friend on Instagram who's in Brazil and she sent me a picture of this. She got a bottle sent down there from someone. And, you know, like it's, it's really cool to just ultimately see stuff out in the world in a variety of places. So, yeah, I'm going to start. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to hunt them down. I haven't had. I mean, I know of them, but like we talked about. It, I haven't had it yet because it's kind of. I, I don't know. While I heard nothing but things, I usually try to. If, if I haven't had it yet, wait till after we talk just to make sure the vibes are good. But yeah, don't be. Uh, if you're a moxie trader, get in touch. But yeah, definitely. Uh, I've heard nothing but but, <laughs> but, but 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 good things. So I'm excited about that too. Yeah, it's kind of. It's kind of. I know. Crazy. I know a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I never do that. I mean, obviously, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't not send you my address, but I, I definitely don't do that, which is cool. <laughs> uh, meow. But um, so, question for you. Um, first of all, I, I would like to say that I think that it's it's really. Um, I think it's really great. You know, you're talking about how you don't drink and you know, you're still involved and you're still playing a massive role in this. And I think it's just a. It's a nice. You know, again, you're not you're not trying to be the. Um, you know, designer speaking board, you know, for the opportunities piece, but you're, you know, just that allows people to realize that, you know, you, that they can still be active and make such a great impact in craft beer and still, you know, and, and that it, there are parts of it that you don't have to, you know, partake in, you know, I think it's, it's, it's pretty, it's really impressive, man. I just wanted to, you know, let you know that. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Not, I mean, Right, I'm not yeah, trying to. You're not. You're, sure. you're not. You're not wearing. You're not speaking in the mountains. You're not wearing <laughs> a poster board or anything like that. It's you know not. It's just um, you know it's just uh, it's important to tell people that what they're doing is is important and makes a difference. And so, uh, but this question. It's you, a great community. I think that made it easy. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely agree. I think there's some. There's a lot of great people, which I think it just makes it makes it wonderful. And the fact that when, when you get to call them friends and you want to just you know do your part to make sure their brand is is badass is the you know the beer that they've put their you know blood sweat and tears into you know it's really uh it's just uh folks are lucky to to team up with you know somebody like you so here's the here's the question you've heard this one before but uh you know what kind of what what, what are you playing what's on the what's on the connor's playlist what kind of music into what, what do you have certain tunes you're listening to when you're doing different breweries or different designs you know what's what's pumping I always appreciate that you do this because I, I think uh, music is a huge part. And when I take on a new client, I always ask them to send me music. Uh, what do you hear in your head or what are you listening to right now? Because that's important for me to like kind of grasp what's going on. But uh, my personal uh, default, so uh, as many people will know and have seen on my Instagram and it's sort of a weird thing. I'm completely obsessed with Drake. 
now this is where a bunch of people just turn off and go, okay, what the hell is this guy talking about? But yeah, I don't know why, but it just turned into this, like, it was like a half joke, non-ironic type of thing. But uh, I have a huge irrational um, obsession with Drake. So that's usually in my playlist. Um, and other than that, I come from hip hop. Like I just listen to a lot of hip hop. So uh, right now the, the new Schoolboy Q uh, album is okay. killer. Mm-hmm. Um, Anderson Pock. Yeah. Uh, his new, the, the newest one, the Ochnard was a weird departure. You kind of pin that one on Dr. Dre, but like the, uh, the other stuff, like I just, you know, I come back to the old stuff and the new stuff. And, um, and then I also listen to a lot of electronic music. I'm really anticipating some new releases from Sloom this year, uh, out of Australia. And, and then, I mean, I'm a huge, uh, and Paula fan as well because I get you know got to have that little hipster element um but like I just can't figure out how it is that they're touring and headlining Coachella and they still haven't released in album this year um so I think we're we're overdue on that one uh, there's a couple of singles out but yeah I try to try to get all over the place but it's sort of firmly rooted in hip-hop um I always go back to Midnight Marauders from Track called Quest is like probably one of my favorite albums, and just like a, it's like comfort food, you know, like to sort of just put it on, listen, start to finish, you know, things like that. So, so yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a you deliver it good. Yeah, no, that's key. Yeah, I, oh, I totally, uh, I totally agree. And if you go to, it's called Design. You can scroll through and you see some random uh, photoshops of him and Drake, which is fucking hilarious. But. <laughs> Yeah, those, those aren't Photoshop, man. I don't know. Oh, okay. What you're oh, yeah. About. All right. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Now, yeah. last question. This one's kind of as somebody. My beard game is not to your level. I mean, what? How how long are you rocking that that beard? That thing looks like it's well kept. You, I feel you have your own special routine for that thing. I'm surprised it doesn't have its own uh, Instagram account. That thing looks fun and fluffy and, <laughs> and, and ready to party. It's saved. It's ready to go. Um, I. The beard I've had for, I've had like facial hair since high school, but the, like this incarnation, the big version is like five or six years now. Um, I make my own beard oil, which is another sort of tick on my hipster, you know, list. So as long as you don't yeah, tell me you smoke, oil, pal- as long as you don't smoke palm malls and like roll them up on your sleeve, we're, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I quit. There you go. I quit smoking Parliament Light. Two months ago so there you go so yeah parliament lights so you know a different version of that as well but yeah i the p-funks yeah. i definitely yeah and so yeah i uh, it's a, a coffee and vanilla scent that i mix together and you know it's it's the signature smell it's good now, as somebody ridiculous. yeah yeah I, you know ridiculous. i i've come to appreciate like i went to atlantic city beer fest and they had like which was which was hilarious and just like sad and kind of uh, stereotypical. They had like two beer vendor beard vendors there, and they had all these different oils. And one of them was like a coffee espresso or something. It was it was I was like, oh, this is so ridiculous. But when a guy with like a big beard and was like tatted up from you know ass to elbow, was like, all right, I was like, all right, I'll try this. You know, I don't know if I had a choice, and it was fucking awesome. So uh, I've uh, I think like, ultimately I've, it's not your choice. It's what did your wife think? I think really that's what it comes down to because. 
Yeah, she she digs the beard. I've, yeah, I've, I've talked about shaving the beard off, and she's like, eh. So I don't know if that's a good sign for because she's seen me without the beard. Like, so what does that say about the face underneath the beard? But I've kind of just, I've, I've kind of just, you know, ticked it up to happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Well, all right, brother, you did it. You're, you're official. It's in the books, man. I, I appreciate you so much, Connor. Thanks so much for, for being a part of this, man. And again, man, I appreciate what you do, and I really like. Yeah, if if you need any sort of contribution to anything, let me know how I can help because I really I do enjoy listening and I think it's super cool. To, like there's people that you've exposed me to that I would have never seen or heard from. So I think it's really awesome in sort of a, a peer group situation as well. So. Well, thanks. It means, it means a lot because, like I, I always say, I, I respect what you do a lot. I'm, I'm always in, love following along and seeing what you know new things you're working on. So for for someone of you know who's doing what you're doing of your stature to you know to dig what I'm doing, it's uh it's just kind of a uh, it's one big hug. So I look forward to uh, to giving you one in person, man. And I, I I definitely have some ideas how we can collaborate. Um, I definitely would like to make sure I exploit you though. Like it has to be really exploitative and really just kind of a lot of your time has to be wasted on it. So I'm gonna figure a good way to do that. You've got it all figured me out. <laughs> you win. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Later. Bye. And there you have it, folks. The essential Connor Hunter interview right here on the 16 ounce canvas. The Art of Craft Beer Podcast, episode 113, is officially in the books. I don't know if it's ever unofficially in the books. Some statements like that are just kind of dumb. I don't know. There's probably something happened back in the you know 1800s. Maybe the eight. Yeah, let's make. Yeah, we're gonna make shit up. Let's just go. It was definitely it's a it's a folklore from the 1800s when things were unofficially in the books. It was a shady time back then. But this is the Connor Hunter interview. Remember, you can check him out on Instagram. It's called Design. It's called design.bigcartel.com. Find out more information about some prints, Mokes of Brewing, Imperial Western, Noble Aleworks, Art District Brewing, 16-ounce canvas. Yeah. It's definitely some some good shit in there. I think some inspiring words and humble. You know, even when we were talking, you know, talking about the design contest, which I think was just, uh, you know, made some good conversations, you know, to be introspective and realize that he's in such a good place right now that, you know, he's allowed the benefit to maybe be a little more hypocritical or, you know, give his two and three cents on things that in the past maybe he wouldn't. And realizing that, Folks at different stages of their career have different obstacles and, you know, maybe have less opportunities. So contests like that, you know, if if pure, you know, can do positive things and can impact stuff, you know. Uh, you know, Maggie Gagliardi, who we had on a few weeks ago, you know, she lost a contest, but was, you know, the brewery that was running it loved her work so much that they had to find a way to work with her for a different beer that they were you know, seeking labels for. So there is some good, there is some bad. You know, you take them both and there you have, you know, good insight into things, you know. And, you know, we're, we're trying to find a way to do some, you know, contests or, 
you're trying to better understand how it is to take briefs from some of the artists and designers that we have for some products because we don't we don't we don't know what is the final way or what we want necessarily from the project at times and so it we're spoiled you know we have an abundance of of riches and connections but you know I, somebody who we might not have thought for it or somebody who we're not sure about you know may win out on this one but we're you know i know that's kind of vague because you know it's it's uh it's a lot of theoretical stuff but you know it is important to to try to think about that and you know every week when we do these i try to you know personally take things away whether it's where i am in my career you know inspiration that i need you know tough choices you make all in all it's you know it's good problems to have when you have all these great folks who are insightful and give you their feedback and make themselves you know open to discussions and this was another great example of that with connor so make sure you tell connor we said hello very excited to be trying out mocha in the future really appreciate everyone listening and until next week have a great weekend stay warm enjoy the summer it's beautiful it is a good time to be alive so that's it click off take the headphones off last call We're out.